Welcome back to another Player 2 review discussion. Today I'm joined by Player 2 editor-in-chief, legend, Matt Houston. How are you, mate? <laughs> legend, I don't know about that. Um, just sucker that was silly enough to start a website, that's all. And then you carry us through, so you're doing an awesome job. <laughs> um, you and I are both fortunate enough, thanks to multiple different parties, for uh, Turn Left Distribution locally. I think you, where did you say you scored your... I'm from, direct from Coe, Temco. Uh, we, as anyone who's watching this video is probably well aware at this point, we're lucky enough to score copies of Samurai Warriors 5, the latest game in the Samurai Warriors franchise. So that's Dynasty Warriors, there's Hyrule Warriors in terms of all the licensed stuff with Zelda, there's uh, Dragon Quest, they've done Fire Emblem, they've done a, uh, Persona, they've done a whole host of different IP stuff. But uh, Samurai Warriors the latest in that franchise, and I hadn't actually played a Samurai Warriors game before this, had you? No, I, I haven't really played this style of game much at all. The last one I played was, I think it was 99 Nights, I think it was called. It was a launch title for the Xbox yeah, 360. That um, so that was the last time I actually played one of those. So uh, it's been a while between drinks. I guess that'll be, that'll be interesting uh, contrast then as we start to get into this conversation. For me, I've played a fair few Dynasty... I think I got introduced to Dynasty Warriors back on the PS2 with like Dynasty Warriors 2 or 3 or something like that. And I'd, I'd kind of come back to them every now and then because I kind of realised, at least in that period of time, that they were pretty much the same, just looking a little bit better every time. It was kind of your, your uh, new entry of a sports game every year where it just looks that yeah, little yeah. Bit sharper or whatever. But it's basically the same thing. Um, and I started to really fall back in love with them a little bit when they started to leverage some of those established IPs as Zelda and Dragon Quest and those sort of things. That was kind of... A sweet spot for me but even then they, they always mostly still felt the same this one struck me and i don't know about you but it really struck me because of the visuals around the game at first like the yeah the cell shading style was really nice isn't it um yeah. it, it kind of emphasizes what the game is about which is inherent silliness i guess and it feels more like a comic book take on history which is what the game is uh, as opposed to something serious um I think it suits it. Well, when you're slicing through hundreds of hundreds of guys yeah, yeah. that all look exactly the same, what can you expect? I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and but they've they've done really well in. I think, I think it was probably a smart move made because of uh, the generation time, and you know they know a cell shaded style will work on a range of systems um, without pushing any system too hard. So yeah. I think it was probably a tech choice, but it's worked really well in the end. Yeah. Now, as of when we record this, you've spent a hell of a lot more time with the game than I have. So I guess maybe even before we dive into the real specifics and you'll be penning the review for the website as well. Yep. Um, how does I mean, 99 Nights being your last experience with anything in kind of this Musou genre, how does it, how's that contrast? It's like it's come a long way, the genre. Like, I guess it, it's not a shock. It's been a long time since I last played it. But... Um, I mean, the basics are still the same. There's still a ton of enemies that you've got to mash through with simple combos, and then you come up against, like, general characters that are, you know, a bit tougher, and you've got to be a bit more um, careful, I guess, when you when you take them on, and you can't just button mash. Uh, but I think the mechanics and the and the meta of the game has improved significantly, which oh, yeah. adds a whole whole lot of appeal to the genre. Before, it used to be literally just... One mission after another, you just pump through. Wasn't really much in the way of RPG, like upgrade no, no trees or anything. Yeah, If you were good at it level was... one, you were good for the final one. Yeah, that's it. So whereas now there's a lot of stuff they've built in that, that add to the game. And, and while the central concept, I guess, hasn't changed too much, 
those extra systems all add significantly to the experience like the, the sheer amount of characters you can play and they they generally feel fairly different when you play them too yeah. um the, the weapon the different weapons all play differently i mean there's a couple of swords that are, are similar but yeah. you know there's some there's some crazy kind of talisman magic-y sort of weapons and there's there's some gun-based weapons and and they all uh they all mix things up really nicely and a lot of the time the the levels will give you a choice of who you want to play as and you don't have to play as the one lead character from the story you can actually play as you know side characters in the story and and that's a really nice way to nice way to mix it up otherwise you just end up with like i've kind of done it anyway with the main character from the story like he's at like level 30 or something uh, and Nobunaga. all my other, yeah, Nobunaga and all my other characters are like level thirteen. So, you yeah, know, that sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm starting now that I'm kind of getting on. I'm, I'm mixing it up a bit and playing as different characters and really enjoying it. And I guess they they do try to dissuade you a little bit from going that same character over and over by kind of varying in terms of some of the enemy types you'll come across in the field. Like there's obviously some that will, and not just the generals, but even some of the goons mm. you see out there, whether they're the big shield uh, shield types or the ones with the the, the they're just kind of leading with the with their spears, the or their spears, yeah, poked at, which is just if I see them. Um, if I'm r- running towards them, I've strung together like a 6,000 hit combo and I'm chasing that 10,000 for the trophy. Yeah. Uh, and I see those guys, I just cry because I know I'm going to get hit and I know it's going to break my combo and it just shatters me. But So that those those enemies in the shield, enemies in that, once you learn them, they're designed to be beaten with your, ulti- your ultimate moves, not your yeah. standard moves. So, uh, yeah, it... it it's kind of dodging and using your abilities and then working up to a point where you've got a special move to take them out. Uh, and then you actually get bonus money for doing that. So they really encourage you to, to uh, use those specials on those particular types of enemies. I think I'm golden until I knock out the first group with like a big Musou attack and then, then I see another one that's following. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's another <laughs> one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so I got it's the, the specifically the spear ones that have still got uh, got me in a bit of a spin at the moment. That I, but I'm nowhere near as far through the game as you. So you're well versed in how to tackle the various different enemy types. But again, that does extend to even some of the generals themselves. Like you know, and some some are going to require to pick more mobile, agile characters, or at least they they're trying to encourage you to pick yeah. more mobile, agile characters because there's some that can they're real aerialists. You know, they'll they'll bounce around through the sky more and you know strike from above. Obviously, you've got some range types, which I personally I tried out a, a couple of the range types, and that was not for me whatsoever. Um, in in this kind of context where you can just get surrounded so easily, and the generals, you know, you can find yourself in scenarios where there's two, three, four generals all rushing you at once, and to be exclusively ranged or more or less exclusively ranged, that felt like a massive handicap. But I think that's just part of the sacrifice of having so many characters available. Like there, there must be at least thirty characters to pick from once you've unlocked them all. So. The, I think in their need to make everything feel different, which I wholeheartedly approve of, there's going to be some that aren't necessarily suited. Yeah. It's kind of like that, you know, Street Fighter Ultimate thing where you've got a million characters. Not all of them are going to be perfectly balanced, you know. So. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, obviously, you've been pushing through Nobunaga's story. Uh, that's kind of in the main Musou mode. There's two different modes to speak of, the Muso mode, which is kind of your campaign, and then the Citadel mode, which unlocks shortly after, maybe an hour or so into your game, hour yep. or two into your gameplay. Um, obviously, the main the main mode is that Muso one. Um, but what do you think of the Citadel 
The Citadel stuff that they introduced. I actually like it, and I like the way the Citadel and the Muso mode work together. Um, it, it kind of breaks up the Muso mode a bit because it can get a bit monotonous just running through the story, and there's a lot of a lot of names that rush at you very quickly, and it's very easy to get lost because oh, yeah. it's very you know Japanese steeped history, and it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes with who they're talking about. Um, so when things are getting dense, you can switch to the Citadel mode, which is is like a almost like a horde mode from from uh, Gears of War or something yeah, where... Yeah, sense of tower defence to it. Yeah, all those uh, you, well. you're kind of just protecting... You, you pick two characters and you protect your base from three waves of enemies. And there's little mini kind of objectives in in the time period and you get bonuses for completing those objectives. And you use that mode to kind of upgrade your buildings, which in turn let you upgrade your weapons and, and, your, and your, your mounts and things like yeah. that. Um, so it's a nice little touch. It's fun. It's also a short burst way to play it. Some of the missions can get quite long, uh, whereas the Citadel mode is, you know, a 15 minute sort of quick, quick burst, uh, sort of thing, uh, which is really nice. It also gives you the chance to level up some of your characters that you may not use in the story, um, and, and play around with some of the different weapon types and things like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of the playground mode, I guess, the the mode where you get to try things and there's no real disaster from failing or anything like that and every time you play it you get a little bonus and you can you can boost Which up you can bring the, back into into the muso mode into the yeah. main game yeah so which yeah, yeah. I mean, we were discussing beforehand like that totally caught me unawares because uh, as we discussed i thought i'd go and you know try this out maybe an hour or two before we started recording like yeah, okay sure i'll try the extra modes later on let's let's get into the the meat and veg of this thing and then realize that as you just said the citadel is more or less essential because if you want to upgrade I suppose it's not 100% essential. You could just grind through the Muso yeah. mode because you can still wep- uh, level your characters up and um, your weapons and all those sort of things up without without it, but uh, without the dojo being upgraded. But it will add to your gameplay clock. And you can't so. upgrade your weapons like bonus abilities without yeah. upgrading the blacksmith. So, yeah. So it's still worth it, yeah. still worth it, yeah. And, and as you said, they're, they're short bursts, so it doesn't feel like you're necessarily sinking an obscene amount of time into it or it's over the top. And it is still good fun in and of itself. Yeah. It's still the same core gameplay. It's just they've kind of flipped the script a little bit and kind of what you're actually trying to do, which is you're trying to batten down the hatches and hold on as opposed to... I did like the, the fact that it also slice and dice. forces you to switch characters a lot more. Um, yeah. Because generally, especially once you get into the three star and above missions on the, on the citadel there's two points that you've got to defend so you've got to switch between your characters a lot more and, and be aware of what's happening yeah. on the on the battlefield a bit more so yeah, it adds a little bit of tactics to it that it, you know not a lot it's not going to break the brain or anything but it, it's a it's a nice little addition to the formula yeah and as you said there's a whole bunch of little pickups and items you get at the end of it that make it all worth it whether it's whether it's upgrades that you can then make at the dojo or the blacksmith there's uh, extra stuff that pops up at the shop even your stables um there's horses mm-hmm. that you can unlock if you're getting the s rank and all those sorts of things so there's, there's plenty to kind of explore and if you if you do want it i mean hell even if you kind of ignore them for a little while or just get basic level scores and then come back a little bit op later on and just blitz them like that's yeah, yeah. unlock all those perks as well so it's still worth going uh going exploring it and then bring what you get back into the core mode so it's set during that uh sengoku era in japan which is you know, kind of in the 1400s early 1600s um but obviously the, look they, they try and focus on story it is yeah 
like based on a historical period and there are some familiar names a couple familiar names if you know a little bit about Japanese history but honestly I felt like the story was mostly still kind of throwaway yeah look they've they've tried to make a coherent storyline I guess um and I do like that there's kind of two characters to focus on in the story mode um and some little branching where you focus on different characters as well as, the, as the two main from a different perspective. Yeah. So I don't mind I mind that and I think they do well at the little chapters and chunks of story, but the overall thing is very stilted and kind of makes a few leaps in logic and stuff that you, you kind of have to catch up on yeah. as you play and it's just trying yeah. to justify the gameplay. It, it really is. It, and while they've used historical characters and i do like the little tidbits on the loading screens yeah. where they talk about the historical the actual history of that character which is not a nice addition you know just for a bit of background um but it's clear you read those description of these characters and go okay they've taken a few liberties here <laughs> so yeah yeah so it's 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 not a bad effort but it's not going to win any awards yeah i mean um I guess another thing that was interesting about, I guess this is kind of all the systems in the back end was things like the, I mean, the XP, the stocking of XP and all those sort of mm. things, which was kind of a cool perk. So again, kind of going back to things that you can do at the dojo if you've upgraded it properly. But what do you yeah. think about the fact that you'll earn whatever XP and and skill points and those sort of things you get during combat, but there's also those the stock XP and all those sort of things that you can commit after the fact? What do you you make can of that? even buy from the shop. Um, well, that too, yeah. I think it's a smart move when you've got so many characters uh, in the game and to have these stock XP that you can assign to whichever character you like, I think that's a really good move. So people don't have to um, level up all the characters by you don't have grinding. You to go back to level one and start grinding no, new characters. No, no. So when, when you get to a point in the story where they give you the choice of a few different characters to play as, you can pick as whoever you want and know that you've probably got some XP in your bank to... You know, bring them up to standard for that mission, whatever yeah. the level needed may be. So I think it's kind of a smart choice in in this case. Um, I mean, having to level up all those other characters manually would be a nightmare. So uh, I'm not sure how they could have done it any better, to be honest. It, it, it's a little cheaty in the way that money's pretty easy to come by, so you can yeah. buy your way a lot of levels. But, you know, it is what you make of it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, they just want you to be swinging your sword or whatever yeah. as often as you can, so... Empower the player. It's a power fantasy. It's yeah. a power fantasy. That's all yeah, it is. They so. definitely, I definitely kind of thought of it as the ultimate power trip, which is kind of what I've always thought of a lot yeah. of these games. Like when when you're swinging your way through hundreds and thousands of different enemies, you are going on a massive power trip. But um, they're just trying to support that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The skill points and gems, I didn't necessarily feel like was doing anything revolutionary. It was all pretty basic in that space, though. Yeah, all of it's pretty. You know, stuff we've, stuff we've seen before. You get a fire gem, it makes fire. You get a, you know, you get a health gem, you get more health. You know, it's all pretty logical stuff. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have it there, but it doesn't, it would probably wouldn't hurt if it wasn't there either, you yeah. know. So, yeah. Um, any, I mean, the any other kind of big thoughts on the any of those key systems at all? No, not particularly. I mean, I really, I, I do like they've got quite a few systems there and they all play together pretty well none of it well while some of it feels like it's probably not necessary it certainly doesn't hinder the game in by having that stuff there well, yeah, so I, mean, I guess we know it's not necessary because of all the history of the, these games but yeah. as you said before they're additive and it does help 
And it, yeah, and it, it creates, a, I guess, a more rounded way to play this sort of title. Um, it is still, at its core, going to get monotonous after a while. I can see that. But, and, and I'm glad I haven't played a lot of these because I think because of that I'm enjoying this a lot more. Yeah. Had I played a lot of them, I would possibly find this a little bit, you know, just the grind again, same old, same old. So I think it's going to depend on the player a lot, uh, how much they, you know, their personal history with the genre. Yeah. Um, but it's a well put together game and it does what it sets out to do quite well. well There's no yeah. no technical problems at all. Um, we should know what you're noticed. playing it on. Uh, PlayStation 5, so um, it's a PlayStation 4 game, but PS4 I played it on the PS5 yeah. game, so we're in the yeah. same boat. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I'd completely agree with that. It's not trying to reinvent the genre or do anything too crazy outside of kind of the, the visual style they've gone for with this one, um, which I do wholeheartedly approve of. I think they really mm. they really nailed it. It looks great. Um, in, incredible in some of the cutscenes as well. Um, and we just need to see more cell shading stuff. But yeah, yep. uh, in terms of the gameplay sense, it is more of the same and i guess that that contrast uh, to your point where i've played not not every single musei game that comes yeah, out, yeah, yeah but thanks to some of these licensed ones in recent years i've played a fair few um and you're right it does start to get a little bit monotonous after a while and it quickly becomes that sort of game where you know i've got half an hour okay i'll bash out the next mission in the campaign i don't feel like i'm compelled to keep pushing through it but i'll just chip away at it in bits and pieces yeah, yeah. When, when opportunities come up if it's not an appropriate time to you know sink some time into a big meaty rpg or the next like the biggest new release or something like that but i've got 20 minutes up my sleeve i could knock out something in uh in the citadel or maybe even a shorter shorter mission or something like that obviously i could i could even just start playing it and suspend it and resume it later like the you know the save systems they've got mid mid mission are great so got plenty of options in that respect but it is i guess fairly it's just it's an action you know a b-grade action movie yeah. If you think of it that way, you're happy to sit on a Sunday afternoon and just switch off and and bash out a few levels, but it's not something you're going to go around telling everyone you've got to do this. It, yeah. it, you know, it's yeah, it, it it fills a niche and it fills it well. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely not a bad thing yeah. anyway. Like I think yeah. um, in, in a sea of games that are ultra serious at times, and you know everyone's trying to do something crazy and new, this is not, and it's just it's junk food and in not not in the yeah. bad way, but it's just. It's good to just sit there and binge a little bit and have a bit of stupid fun and and then move on with your day. And I, I love having that sort of game every now and then. And Samurai Warriors Five is filling that kind of void right now. So I'm pretty happy with it. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I've enjoyed my time and I'm glad I, I took on the review. Yeah, and who who knows? Maybe you've just gone slip, slipping down the well, and maybe we'll see you playing. I, I, what are you talking about? I'm, I can tell you're super excited to go back and check out uh, Persona Five Strikers from early in the year, and then know anyone from persona to begin with so no, playing no, no, it no. in the muso mode uh, i did yeah, that for no. a player two players and had no idea what was going on so, <laughs> thanks to all the persona fans who gave me grief over that um well i think we'll wrap things up there matt uh make yeah. sure everyone to go check out matt's review on the website uh if it's not live as as of when this video goes live it won't be too far away so keep your eyes out for that one um again thank you to both uh, Koei Tecmo and Turn Left Distribution for, for sharing the codes. We really appreciate all that. And then the usual stuff, Matt, you're, you're, you're head honcho of the site. Go on, you can you can spruik. Spruik? Uh, well, head over to player2.net.au. Check out uh, everything we've got going. Uh, there's some, a lot of embargoes this week. So yeah. Flight Sim 
uh, Ace Attorney, a few others that should all be up um, as as this video goes live. So keep an eye on that. We've also got our cooking series yeah, that I've been doing cooks. where you can win your own bottle of hot sauce. And we've also got another comp, but that will be finished tomorrow, I believe. So too uh, late for that one, everyone. Because yeah. there'll be more competitions that'll pop up. More competitions. You can win yourself a hot sauce, a bottle of hot sauce uh, from Bethesda, and it is hot sauce, I'm telling you. Have a bit of fun. Join us. Yeah, uh, and if you're catching this on the YouTube channel, be sure to like, share, subscribe. All those buttons are down below. There's heaps of awesome content there. Uh, player two plays. You'll see this game in action over the course of the next few days on the on the YouTube channel. There, heaps of other games that we're showing off regularly. Some original shows. Um, be sure to go check all that out. And yeah, Matt's already shouted out the website. So the last thing is Twitter. Matt, we can be found. If so, eighty-one or player two AU, of course. So Paul James games for me. Everyone, Samurai Warriors is out uh, this week. So. Again, thank you to all parties for sharing us codes for the game and you have your chance to pick it up this week. So fair to say it's worth getting it if you're if you're kind of a fan of some mindless fun. So as long as you haven't drowned yourself in previous Muso titles, this is a good pickup. If if you've had your fill of the genre, it's probably not gonna change your mind. And yeah. Otherwise it's a big power trip, so yeah. keep your eyes out for it. Thanks a lot for watching everyone.